You sound different. I mean, I I assume you said you haven't said anything yet, but I'm I'm optimistically thinking you sound different. I feel different. I you know it's amazing what exercise and diet and meditation and good luck can do, and it's just coming through my voice. You have a new microphone, don't you? No, it's just the microphone, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. But you sound you sound you sound good. Thank you. Sound you. damn good there, Pete. I sound I, I I'm a little nervous that anything new is uh is always a learning curve, but So ba- uh, basically, uh if, and and stop me if I'm wrong, and I don't mean this I don't mean no. this in like a criticizing way, no. you know, whatsoever. No, no. Uh, cuz there's a lot of things that you're there's a lot of things that you're definitely a lot better at than I am. But totally. I mean, that's just the way it works. But basically what's happened is you have gone from on, on like a complicated tech level for your podcast setup. You've yep. gone from like a two to maybe like a seven. Yeah. Uh, and I've just had to walk you through it over the phone. And I think you're feeling a little bit of anxiety because it's like, although it's a better setup. Mm hmm. It just there's there's more working there's more moving parts. Oh kind yeah, of. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you're just anxious because you don't know if it'll sound good or not. Completely accurate. Completely accurate. It it you're gonna sound you're gonna sound beautiful. Thank Black you. Mirror. Why does it feel like it's been forever? Because it hasn't. Because I looked back uh, and it really hasn't been that long. I think it's because we used to do it so often that now it's like yeah. oh yeah Black Mirror. <laughs> We used to do well. You're right because we used to do it literally twice a month, bonus episodes. Yeah, every other week. Yeah. So we were we were really ripping through it, and just with uh, our scheduling change, we've done it now that it's not a bonus episode. It's just kind of in the the regular mix, and I we think just, just threw way, it in there. <laughs> and just the way know. the schedule's fallen, I think we also the bumped way it my- back. For, for the way my bit. father taught me to swim, that's that's what we're doing with it. You know, just throw it in, just throw it in, and it's either gonna work or it won't, and you know we'll know for the next one. And it has been a while, and now that I think of it, I think we also bumped in a Black Mirror episode back for Batman and Robin, which in hindsight was probably not a good call, but uh, it's a call. Yeah, because yeah, I you were like, strongly, you know, I felt strongly like, about oh, it. Oh, let's the time. enough of that. Enough of that black mirror bullshit. I need to give me some George Clooney bat nipples. Yeah. And so we, uh, we, we, we pushed it back. Yeah. Uh, so let's, I, let's just jump in. Let's just do this. Um, I'll tell you right off the bat. So this is, this is, okay. I'll ask you first. So as is black mirror tradition, have you seen this episode before? Negative. Okay. Neither had I. And that's the first time I'm giving that response. Um, so hmm. I had seen several of them uh, in order. Like I'd seen, I you know, the people like, well, you can watch Black Mirror in any order you want. And that's true. Uh, but that ain't how I function, girl. And so I was, I, I had watched like season one, season two, uh, and then the first episode of season three, which was Nosedive, which we did last time. Uh, I, I had not seen Playtest and I have not seen any Black Mirror episodes moving forward. So this is this is new territory for me altogether. Uh, but I had been warned. Several people in the past had told me that either this is the episode that they skip 
or this is the episode that they got a little bit into and had to quit because uh, it was just too much. It was just too intense. It was very upsetting for them. It was very disturbing. Um, and so maybe a normal, functioning, healthy adult would have gone into this trepidatiously. I think it just elevated my <laughs> my excitement level. Like, I went into this like, all right, let's see what you got, Black Mirror. Um, yeah. So I, it's just me, you know, which doesn't say anything about my enjoyment level. It just no, says no. a lot about, like, my dysfunctional <laughs> mind. And how that works. Had you heard? I think I. I think I'd passed along some of the, the cautions of this episode to you. I think you did, but I think it was just. Not, it wasn't that it was that long ago, but I, I had just forgotten all about it, and I went into it quite blind. I, if you had told me, oh, okay. I had forgotten all about it, so I did not go in with any notions of what to expect. Right. Okay. Um. Mm. So let's yeah, so let's do this. Big celebrity guest this time. Yeah. You have no idea who he is, do you? Are you talking about Wyatt Russell? Yeah, okay, so you do know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean bi- big through big by association. Sure. Big because it's it's Kurt Russell's kid. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. Kurt Russell and uh, and who is it that he? Um, uh, Kate, oh. Hudson. Kate Hudson. No, um, no, no, not Kate um, Hudson. It's um, she she plays uh, Mrs. Claus in the Kurt Russell oh Santa Claus movies. Gosh, uh, it's a weird name. Um, yeah, it's gonna bother me. I'm I'm googling. Uh, it. So I'll, while I'll, I, I'm I'm gonna. Oh, you're looking it up. I'm I'm gonna look it up. While okay. I'm doing that, I did not realize um, that was Kurt Russell's offspring. Yeah, it's Kurt um, Russell's kid. Which, once yeah. you know that, and you look at a picture of his face, you go, oh, of course it is. Yeah, well, now that you've said it, now that you've said it, I have i don't know how I didn't know that. Um, uh, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Yeah, there it's a weird it name. Um, um, but okay, that's Kurt, so, Russell's in, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's kid. Which makes sense now. Like, I don't know how I didn't know that. <laughs> that's wild. So, this, this actor, actually, so, I... I I've seen him in three things now, including this. I, I've seen him in not a very good acting role. It was um, one of those rot teen comedies. I think it was like 22 Jump Street. He played like a jock football player. And then uh, the other two things I saw him in were literally this past week. So I saw him in this episode of Black Mirror. And, Ooh, and can I guess? Can I guess? You can guess the other thing. Can I guess you have started into Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, he's in that. What? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. you haven't? Oh I have my not. god. He's in it though? Yeah, he is. Oh yeah. boy. No. We'll get it when we talk about what we watched at the end of the week. Um uh we'll, it'll be a, a friend of the show, Andrew, will appreciate um what I saw him in. So we'll we'll I'll I'll get to it later. But I had only seen him in three things. Two of the three, I think, are respectable roles. The one, 22 Jump Street, was, you know, you got to pay the bills. It's, it's not great. No. Yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, big big star power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, in the past, our Black Mirror episodes, let's, let's pull the curtain back. In the past, our Black Mirror episodes have been a little less about, like, you know, 
what happened in the actual episode. And it's been a lot more like, um, I don't know, we, we find like a, an existential question or some big yep. ethical debate that we feel like is being asked in this episode and we kind of break it down and maybe mm. we'll stumble into something. I don't sure. know, but yeah. nothing was really, aside from the obvious, which is like, you know, is it ethical to do what they did and <laughs> and how far should a gaming company? But those just right. felt like, I don't know, they were, those just felt like tired topics, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Um, so I, we are, uh, the plan is just to talk about how we, there's so much meat on the bones of this, of this episode, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so, so initial thoughts without showing me your whole hand, wh- what are your initial thoughts of this episode? Okay. So my initial sh- thoughts, before I do the initial thoughts, I'm going to appease the Carl Eastman's of the group and I'm going to limit it to like oh my a God. 30 like I'm just gonna give a brief synopsis. Just twenty-seven to seconds. I'm starting. I'm flipping the. I am flipping the egg timer. Go. Okay. So there's this uh, lad from the United States. Uh, his father either just died or is severe stage Alzheimer's. I honestly forget. He goes on a world trip to cope with his emotions, and then hit the last leg of his trip. He's in the United Kingdom. He doesn't call his mother back, who's obviously also grieving from the medical issues of his father. And uh, long story short, he needs some cash to get home. He replies to an advertisement to help at a video game company that's really prestigious. And also, know, as you do, as you do. Listen, you I've had a nickel for every time I've done that. Um, yeah. Well, you I wouldn't have, have any money or anything. I wouldn't but, have any money you know, right the, now. The point, yeah, the point, point, the point, point remains, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he goes to this video game company, and basically um, they have him sign all these waivers, and they they say, hey, we've got this uh, virtual reality game where we'll pop you into it, and we'll just, it's like a horror house. Like, you, you, you we're going to try and scare you, and not only will it be like, it's not like a scary house that you go to on Halloween that has some fake guy with a pot belly chasing you with a chainsaw. Like it's it's very psychosomatic. Like it's it's using your memories to to haunt you specific to you. So um, it's go- it's going to adapt. Yes. Yeah. It's it's going to it's going to basically read your brain mm-hmm. and find out what scares you. Yep. But on top of that, it's going to it's like an AI in the sense that, you know, every time it does scare you, it's going to take that interaction um, and use it to to become smarter on how to scare you. Like it's constantly improving its its efficiency. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, essentially, the whole episode is him just becoming scared, um, eventually tapping out, wanting to leave, and then we go through a myriad of like two or three different times where we think he's pulled out to varying degrees of like, he died, he didn't die, he died, he didn't die. And then eventually it shows him going home. And then, you know, it turns out that he actually didn't wake up, that the the test was uh, harmful to him and like fried his brain essentially. And he doesn't wake up. He doesn't talk to his mom again. And that's the episode. Yeah, I mean, I would say if anything has ever given, you know, Return of the King a run for its money in terms of <laughs> number of endings, um, 
you know <laughs> i i feel like this it's is a, a combo it's like a return of the king mixed with like inception a little bit where you're not sure which reality is the reality by the end and you're like okay is he dead no he was that was just a dream within a dream and then there's a dream within a dream within a dream and it, it just right. the ripple yeah, effects yeah, yeah. just yeah yeah well, the only uh, downside, so, the only downside was I, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception was a little bit appealing, and now that I know this was Kurt Russell's kid, that 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 adds to the the hype. Right. Uh, so, initial thoughts. So, and peeling back the curtain again seems to be the pattern of this episode. So let's just keep it going. I think, and I, I don't want to misquote you, but you said something along the lines of, "Pete, my name's Brady," in this message. I don't think you, Peter. I, I always, I always this. self-identify whenever I'm messaging someone. I always self-identify. Yeah. You said, Peter. I don't think you, Peter, enjoyed this episode of Black Meter, Black uh, Mirror, Peter. Yeah. And, so we haven't, we haven't discussed it. I have no idea. You have no idea okay. what I thought of it. I have no idea yeah. what you thought of it. Uh, but I said my hypothesis. Yeah. Yes. Is yeah. I don't think you liked it. Yeah. I don't uh, think it's up your alley. I don't think it's the type of thing that you were like, oh, that was so good, and got up and walked away from with a smile on your face. So, um, I loved it. I think it might really? be. I think we'll get into the rating of it at the end, but it, it, uh, actually, yeah, okay, I won't give anything away, but it has the potential to earn the highest rating I've ever given a Black Mirror episode thus far. It, it it okay. So hands down, it is like so. Let's let's definitively because I'm ready to jump ship here with you. Let's okay. definitively say <laughs> of the of the Black Mirror episodes we have watched, this is the best one. Oh, you're in the same boat. Okay. Yep. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. This okay. is so good. This is what Black Mirror it should be. It's what it needs to be. But is it so? So. I'm agreeing with you, but I'm wondering... So here's the thing. This episode, I enjoyed it just as a story that was told on the screen. And I'm right. wondering, is that not what Black Mirror is? Because Black Mirror, to my understanding, has to have some kind of, you know, underpinning question or a technology that makes us question where we're going as a society. And to this, this episode didn't really have that. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm there for that well, all I day. I disagree. But I thought the I like I just would have assumed the Black Mirror purists would say this episode didn't carry the torch, so to speak. No, I mean I I would disagree. I think you know it's I mean it is obviously first and foremost it is about a piece of technology. Um, yeah, it is, and it's a technology that is a futuristic projection of technology we have or or a pursuit that we have and that pursuit yep. is making gaming more and more immersive yep um and it is the i think the existential question if you were to ask one is you know the line between a business's profitability versus their ethics um mm. or or not even just the profitability but like you know, maybe maybe it's not even about getting rich. Maybe it's about um, just their their obsession with science and progressing the technology and all of these things. Um, 
You know, it's it's that they have the we, you know we're we're thrust into a Jeff Goldblum moment where they <laughs> they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they forgot to consider if they should. Right. Um. So I I don't know. I think it's maybe not because the episode has horror elements. Um, and is like a jump scary kind of thing. Like it's cre- it gets creepy at times. Oh yeah. Um, and you feel the te- like it does a good job of making you feel tense. So two things I think it it does really well. It does a really good job of making you tense because it takes a, from the time they tell you that he's that things are going to happen to him t- to scare him to mm-hmm. the time that that actually starts happening. There's like a good 10, 15 minutes. Uh, where he's just kind of like bombing around the house and he like <laughs> drinks some non-alcoholic wine and he looks at a painting and he does all this stuff. Like they're yep. just kind of setting a bunch of things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole time you're friggin' on edge because you're like any second now, any second. And so th- like those 15 minutes or that like g- gap period or really from the time, because even once it starts scaring them, you're just waiting for the next scare. So really from the time they take him into the house and they explain the premise, there's just fear in me. There's like, mm. I'm on edge. I'm waiting for the next thing to happen and jump out and scare him and scare me and, and all of this stuff. So that I think they did really well. The other yes. thing that I think they do incredibly is is to take a feeling, which is a feeling he had, where he didn't know, as as things are kind of spiraling and it's getting worse and worse, he doesn't know what's real anymore or what isn't. He can't mm. trust what he's seeing. He's, he's experiencing things, he's observing things, he's seeing and hearing things. But he, he can't, he doesn't know of those things which are real. Mm-hmm. Which is and which the is episode, a scary, like which is a horrifying reality. Which is a horrifying into. thing. And the yeah. episode, because it has so many false endings, creates that sense in the viewer. There's a moment where you're you're like, I don't know what's happening anymore. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I'm I'm seeing what they're showing me, and but I don't know if I'm supposed to trust it. Or if the wall is being pulled over my eyes again. Interesting. And I was like, wow. Because I walked away from it feeling like Cooper did. I walked Mm -hmm. away from it going like, wow. Like they created this. This isn't real. It's actually this. Which Mm -hmm. also isn't real. It's actually this. So it was like Mm -hmm. a hallucination within a hallucination within a hallucination within (laughs) another hallucination. And... And which, which have you, so have you ever woken up from a dream and then woken up from waking up from that dream? Like a dream within a dream kind of thing? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Have you ever woken up and thought, oh God, that was a, they show it all the time in movies and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, but, but has it ever actually happened to you? No, I feel like I'm really trying to think. I don't know if I've ever had that. I, I can only recall it happening to me once and it's very disconcerting. Sure. Um, only because you wake up and you do have a moment of, of doubt. 
Oh, yeah. Right? Like you, because the thing about the human brain, so there's, uh, dreams are amazing because there's so much about dreams we don't know. We've we've studied right. dreams and we still basically know dick about dreams. <laughs> it, like, it's amazing. We don't know sure. why we dream. We don't know how we dream. We don't mm. know, like, it's amazing dreaming. Hmm. Um, but what we do know is that you, your mind doesn't know that your dream most of the time your mind doesn't isn't aware of the fact that you're a that you're in a dream until you've woken from the dream doesn't matter Mm. how ridiculous your dream gets that's interesting um which is why scary dreams are so scary because Mm. your brain is telling you that it's real if so the the exception to this is what's called lucid dreaming and you Mm. can do it you can train yourself to do it um yeah but it takes some dedication and it takes some time and there's a bunch of different theories on how to best do it. Hmm. Um, I've done it a couple of times and it's Ooh. a lot of fun because all of a sudden you're like, uh, actually, this is my dream and I can fly now. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But most of the time we don't realize we're in a dream, no matter how ridiculous it is, until hmm. you wake up and right. then you suddenly go, well, obviously that was all bullshit. Um, <laughs> but... When you wake up from a dream within a dream, it's really disconcerting because you you've already had that moment. You've mm. o- you already think you had that moment where you woke up and was like, "Okay, now I can trust reality." And then mm. something really crazy happens, and then you wake up from that and you're like, "I don't know if I can trust this. <laughs> I feel like I can trust it, but I was also certain I could trust it before." Who do um, I trust? What can I trust? And that's and that's what the end of this episode does to you. Yeah, I think and it's that's, so powerful. I I think that's a really interesting point you make about the connection between the audience feeling like Cooper is because that's one of the reasons. Like the ending is just so sh- sh- shocking or shaking to the viewer because yeah, we just don't know. We just don't know, right. and he didn't know. And uh, you tapped on it, like not knowing what's real and not real, no matter the circumstances, is um, horrifying, or it can be. Right. Uh, question number two. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, and it feels it's it's super applicable to this episode, have you hallucinated before? <laughs> um, no, I don't think I have. Okay. Uh, I have. Ooh. Um, due to, I was, years ago, I was like, uh, I don't know, 12, 11, mm. uh, and, and got sick oh. and hallucinated because of the temperature that I was. Like ran oh. a fever that caused me to hallucinate. Dang. Um, and it is traumatizing. Oh, I bet. So, 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 you know, to because it, once again, kind of in like a dream state, even though you know, like because your brain is in control of everything, right? It's in control of your pain receptors. It's in control of 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 everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, even though logically, like when, so when you're hallucinating, even though, you know, logically you know that the, oh, and I was, I was, I was hallucinating at Halloween, around oh, Halloween time. Good. It was like the week leading up to Gosh. Halloween. And so the house is, Filled Full of with just scary shit. No yeah. kidding. And so, even though you know that the 
ghost-shaped candle on top of the entertainment center. Even though you remember though, you know that like those novelty candles where it's like a sculpted candle and nobody burns it. You just like take the candle out every Halloween or every Christmas. Right. Yeah. It's like a candle in this shape and it's like colored the shape of a Santa Claus. And you're like, this is really impressive. We better not burn this. We had one that was a a, a ghost. Um and so even though even though logically mm-hmm. you can look at that candle and say to yourself, I know that it's not coming to life and and crawling at me. Mm-hmm. I know logically I know that there's not a wolf in here that's like howling at us and gritting its teeth and staring me down. Because you're hallucinating, your brain tells you this is real. Hmm. Your your fight or flight response kicks in. And it tells you this is real. Um, and so that's something that I kind of wonder if was factual. Ugh. I wonder how factual his response was. Because there was a couple of times that something really scary would happen. Uh, right. And then, it, like, from a jump scare level, it would get him. But then he was over it. Right? The, there was the 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 body of a giant spider with the face of the school bully. Right. Uh, and it was a terrifying thing to look at. And it was still there right in front of him. But he, he almost instantly had like no fear. He just, he was just <laughs> over it. Right. right. It was a jump scare, scared the shit out of him at first, oh, but then he was like, sure. Oh, okay. Ha 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 ha. Yep. You got me again. Um, and I wonder how accurate that is. And obviously it's impossible to tell, so we can't say like, oh, that wasn't accurate. I just, mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder how accurate it is that he would instantly be over it. Because like I said, I've hallucinated, which is essentially what he's doing throughout this right. episode. Um, and it's traumatizing because your brain tells you, no, nope, yeah. this is real. This is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which is, it's, you know, is kind of like schizophrenia. Right, if you oh, have yeah. the hallucinating kind of schizophrenia, For sure. logically, you know that. So I, uh, I knew someone years ago who had schizophrenia, um, and and had it bad, mm. uh, and they told me that it it's not an uncommon thing for them to be sitting and watching TV or whatever with their family. They had like a couple siblings and a mom Mm. and a dad, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not uncommon to be sitting there in the living room and see one of the siblings violently murder the rest of the family. Oh, wow. And that was so eye-opening for me. Hmm. Um, But but they also said, and it's it's horrific. Because I can tell you right now that obviously I know that's not happening and doesn't happen. But yep. when I see it happening, hmm. I, my brain, because it's a hallucination, my hmm. brain is incapable of understanding that that's not logically true. And I have to just hmm. ride out the the hallucination. Um, Jeez. And so, which, and I can vouch for that. I can vouch that, yeah, you just have to ride out the hallucination. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how accurate that is, that he just was able to shake things off yeah yeah i don't know 
It's a good question, right? Because um, cause it's not even like he's had, in the context of this, this, it's not like someone who, in the example you give your friend of your friend who's even had their a lifetime or at least a period of time where they, they're aware of what's happening and, to, for lack of a better term, they've had some build-up to it. With this, like, this is just the first time he's seen a hallucination, so it's not like he's developed any coping mechanisms or any any sensitivity to it to be like, yes, I'm familiar with this or I know how to kind of handle this. Yeah, I, I just kind of uh, looked past him walking walking away from that spider being so horrific. Um, I didn't give it much thought, but that's a good point. Like, so uh, when the the bully guy shows up, right? Mm. And he's like the adult version and he's all dressed in black and stuff. Mm. Do you think, uh, put, p- putting yourself in that situation, as quickly as he was just like, oh, you know, that's a good one. Because up until <laughs> that point, the only scary thing that's happened to him is yep. there's the regular sized spider that yep. crawls across the floor and then goes on his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's seen the painting change a couple of times. Yep. Um, yep. Do you think, like, just as quickly you'd be, like, laughing at it and putting your hand through it, walking forward to walk through it? Do you think you would, like, have re- completely regained your cool so quickly, within seconds, that you're able to just, like, you know, like, look at it and marvel at at how realistic it looks and, like, oh, wow, no way, like... You know, you you look so real and haha, good one and like or do you think you'd be kinda, you know, like shitting yourself a little bit? You'd be like, is that who who like you look real. Yeah. You sound real. My every all of my senses are betraying me if you're not real. Uh and we're we're programmed to trust our senses. Right? If your hand touches something and and it feels hot, you don't question it. Mm, right? Mm. You trust that it's hot. <laughs> hot. If you look at something and it looks like a red fire truck, you don't go, well, but is it? No, it's a red freaking fire truck. <laughs> if you hear something that sounds like music, you don't go, am I actually hearing music or is it? am I just imagining that it's there? Mm-hmm. You you are programmed to have this unfettered trust with your senses, um, and so yeah, I think I just I think he would struggle. I think I would struggle. I think I would I would be you know one scare and and all of a sudden I think the fact that you you were in a position, even if things weren't happening, even if things weren't appearing, I think being in a position where you knew that you couldn't trust any of your senses, that would be unnerving. I think it that would have you so high strung that yeah, that you would you would go crazy. Within mm. with the first time something jumps out at you, I think yeah. you would completely lose it. Yeah, I think I think personally for me, and it's easy for me to sit here and say this. Um, I think the the example you gave of the the individual, like his bully, jump scaring him. I think the the instinctual aspect is you can't change, even if you're in an in an environment that you're aware that things will 
jump out and boo and bah and scare you. I think there would be no, you would recoil, you would be nervous at the jump scare. But I think once you have that instantaneous response, I I, I think I at least would be uh, adapted enough to say, look at it and get over the shock of something being there when there wasn't something there before and realize, okay, this is obviously playing into, you know, this is my childhood bully. This thing is fueling off my fears. It, it would be creepy out of context, but knowing the context of his, his environment, I, I feel like I could get get around some of it like he did, but uh, I don't want to find so, out. W- so would you do it? Uh, if, if, if there was a technology that uh that was guaranteed safe so ignore ignore the the adverse health effects that end up transpiring uh but, perfectly safe completely tested 100% safe would you and 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 it was going to try to scare you it was going to play off and there was a safe word you could actually you know let's say it all goes according to plan the way he thought it was going to go it's well, safe i can instantly s- opt out at any moment would you I'm, do it i'm going to stop you there though because in the context of our episode that we watched do you think she would have let him out if he had said the safe word sooner like if if when he had seen the spider roll across the floor and that was the very first thing of the many things he saw and he said you know what i would have been fine with fire breathing dragons and everything from a to z but because it's that i am not here for that and he said stop let me out do you think she would have let him out uh and the reason i'm asking you that because like you're saying you're you're saying some of the same promises she said to him right like you're safe nothing bad will happen to you you shouldn't feel any pain and when you say the word it's all done so like uh, we'll get to answering your question shortly uh, and it's predicated on them following their word but i I just wanted to ask you like do you think she would have actually let him out like you were promising to me no, but only because, uh, like, clearly she's a bad person, right? <laughs> like, she's no. So I don't, I don't think she would have. But she's also working for an organization that is like, you know, brain like killing people, causing them to go brain dead, and then essentially have aneurysms. I guess. I guess. Um, yeah. And so, so no, I, I mean, no, right? But that that's because there was no real ethical morality you know even though we didn't realize it there was no ethical morality ever going into this situation mm-hmm. right um all things being fairer and the way they should have been uh you know i think i think ethically and legally you have to um oh, but i think you know, again, even if it wasn't like brain damaging people and stuff and, and it was all completely safe. I mean, I think there's a, it, I think you get a really interesting test result when the fear that I, I, like, I think there's something that prevents you from being as scared as you should be when you know that you can end it at any second. Mm. That's a safety that, right? So as soon as you try to end it and you can't, 
uh, I think that's a whole new, that is a whole new level of fear. Like that's yeah. exponential fear growth. Yeah. That's not just like, oh, it's like twice as scary. No, that's like <laughs> scary to the power of 10. Yeah. Um, because now you are like, you're screwed. You're screwed. Um, you know, especially if they're saying like, you can't take, you know, take, well, and so like something I, I kind of started asking myself, cause he tries to like, pull his own thing out at some point um and she says or at least he thinks you know none of this ends up happening it's so mm-hmm. crazy that he never even leaves the whack-a-mole room but anyways yeah. uh, uh <laughs> but so she's like um i don't know yeah she was like uh trying to take that out you, like it'll kill you if you try to take that out yourself and so I found myself like during the episode, I found myself asking at what point am I, at what point am I trying to claw it out because I hope it kills me because, Ooh. because I'm just need to not be in this anymore. Yeah. Um, and it probably wouldn't take very long because oh. it seemed like it was again, like the scary things were exponential i think it would very 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 quickly become overstimulating i think you would i think you would reach a point where if you couldn't i think there's only one of two ways out of it i think you either take your own life by removing this thing uh or you have a heart attack or 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 i think your heart would fail um because uh, how could it not? Your blood pressure, your whatever, just being in that constant state of anxiety, extreme mm. anxiety, I think you'd have a heart attack. Yeah. You'd you'd have a an epinephrine overload. Uh and and yeah, you, you would just have a heart attack. Hmm. Yeah, that's alarming. Uh, it is. I'm, it's super I'm little, it's super alarming. I'm a little I'm a little I guess I'm just still hoping they would have taken him out eventually before like he just stroked out or ripped it out on him on his own. But well, but I mean, that's the thing. None of that happened. No. And, and, and it's like, she did like, they didn't think it was going to kill him. It, the fact that he turned his phone back on when he wasn't supposed to, uh, and they never said it was for privacy reasons. She just said anything that can send or receive. That um, is true. Which is the same reason they don't want you to have it on a plane. It's the same reason they don't want you to have it in a hospital. Because it interferes with the equipment. Which, uh, in Not the context, because they don't want you texting oh, out yeah. pictures of the inside. You know, someone's going to be sitting at home going, ha ha, now I know what a WestJet plane looks like without <laughs> buying a ticket. Like, yeah. that's not a thing. It's, hey, you're going to cause... A problem with our equipment yeah which i mean they they could have done a bit of a, a better a bit of a better job confiscating the phone and actually like removing it versus just like leaving it in front of him yeah i mean they they didn't you know it sh- she seemed they seemed unaware of the fa- like you know it's not like they knew oh if the phone is on it's gonna kill him that they were like oh it yeah. must have been Sure. This must have been what happened. But if, I mean, if that was even a remote possibility. Right. Then, yeah, you, you'd you think they would do a better job of uh, of taking care of that for him. Uh, but see, yeah, I, I see. Yeah. So it's weird because they didn't try to kill him. Right. It was a freak accident. 
but then they also cover it up. They're also not going to like report it to the authorities. And oh, yeah, this place is not. He's also on the not up the. Up. Yeah, and he's also not. This also doesn't seem like the first person who's died. No. Well, and see, so yeah, they're definitely not on the up and up. And there's there's probably some ethical things that they are not following code on as far as experimentation and, uh, you know, uh, research and whatever they're doing. I Part of me also wonders, like, it just seems weird that this company, who, like, it's a very professional company to a degree, forgot one key form for this employee to walk out of the room and let him play around for a few minutes so i honestly almost at first i thought there was maybe something that was intentional as far as oh we forgot something let's leave you in the room alone with your phone and this device and see what happens and if and if and if it does harm you we do want to find out what happens with your phone and it's of your own accord I, i think i'm grasping at straws with that but when she first did go find this um, form and left him alone, I did think that was a little fishy. Well, and you know what's interesting? We we don't have any... The, the only things that we know in this episode, for sure, is that it kills him. Whatever happens kills him. And that they that she left the room and he took some pictures of this turned his phone on took some pictures of the stuff and sat down and then she initiated the machine that's Mm. all we know because everything from the moment she does that forward happens in his head and isn't real yeah he made that up so, it's very, very conceivable. In fact, it's probable. It is highly probable because he made it up. The fact that that company, if it turns out, because his brain is what came up with the him being impressed with the whack-a-mole. Like, maybe the whack-a-mole is real, right? Maybe, maybe they're just at the stage where they're trying to come up with this immersive whack-a-mole, which makes sure. sense. Yeah. That, you know, what doesn't make sense is if they have this horror house technology that they're initiating people in with a -a whack-a-mole. That doesn't make any sense. So I think the whack-a-mole thing is probably real. However, if you think about it, because his brain, because he imagined everything else, if in fact, if in reality they are, they do have this like ultimate fear technology that they're doing the coincidental odds that that's something that is actually happening and he also happened to just his brain also just happened to bullshit that (laughs) you have you the odds of getting struck by lightning while holding a winning lottery ticket that's probably more likely (laughs) so all we know the, the, the whole horror thing, so, so you're asking, like, do you think she would have actually let him out? I don't think there was anything to ever let him out of. Right. He was there to test a whack-a-mole thing, hmm. and and his phone effed it up, and he went into, like, a weird comatose thing, hmm. and imagined all the, imagined hours of all this stuff, um, and, and that's it. That's all we know. We don't know that that, like... The, that the house that she takes him to 
Mm -hmm. doesn't it i guarantee you that doesn't exist the only reason (laughs) his brain did that is because he's played the game that his hallucination told him that house was based off of that house does not actually exist i guarantee you that house doesn't actually physically exist it was just a video Mm. game house right but then his brain as it does in dreams uh latched on to real life experiences and stuff like that to form what it was going to form all we know all we know is that they were doing some kind of immersive vr and it was probably just the whack-a-mole thing um and maybe even just the like maybe just that initial 8-bit low quality whack-a-mole is probably most likely cuz sure. why would you start with that and then do the why why the theatrics of a more impressive one and a more impressive one i bet you the little whack of the the little 8-bit whack-a-mole guy popped his head up and then the phone went off and he was fried yeah hard to know that's it. Yeah. That's all we. What, yeah. It, and and it's impossible to know. It's all yeah. we know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So then, yeah. I mean, which is weird. Then that they do end up being sketchy as as dirt, right? <laughs> that they're like, you know, it won't happen again. Well, you know, you just killed a guy. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. let's dock your pay. Uh, <laughs> but do you have anything yeah. else? No, that's about it. I think to answer your question, no, I wouldn't do this. Um, you know, yeah, I, me I, I, Not in a I can years. partake in a a, fil- a horror film watching, preferably with friends, just to kind of make it a communal experience and kind of walk me, hold my hand through it. But anything where you're a isolated, but more so b. Um, manipulating what you're perceiving and not knowing what's real and what's not real and just doing it electively just doesn't sound fun to me. And um, in addition to having trust issues of uh, knowing whether they'd actually stop it and then if there'd any be long-term effects of uh, just having hallucinations as a result of something tapping in your brain. So yeah, not not for me. Sure. All right. Oh, the, Zero to the only, ten, sir. The only the only thing I you asked you asked me some questions. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. And it's completely non-important compared to the <laughs> magnitude of stuff we were talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No worries. It, have you ever tried Marmite? Uh. Yes. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I I believe I've tried Marmite and Vegem Vegemite. But I okay, so I don't know. I've definitely had I've definitely had one of them. Which one? Okay. Vegemite is the Australian one, and yes. Marmite is the British one. Yeah. Then I've had Marmite. Marmite because uh, okay. my stepdad is English, and so oh, I've had right on. I've had Marmite then. Uh, I have not had Vegemite. That's cool. I um, but it I sounds like in... they're equally <laughs> nasty. nasty. Yeah, I was at a. We were staying at an apartment or a flat in the UK, and um, right. like they had both of them there, and I was like, "Hey, what's this?" and just tried it. And well, um, I'll do the British thing. Yeah, <laughs> is it like Nutella? And then you regretted it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it took the the chim chim charu out of your your day. Yeah, it was it was the only pleasant thing about this episode. I'll say, seeing that. Yeah, uh, zero to ten, sir. 
Um, I'm giving this. Uh, so it's my, it's my favorite so far. Um, I'd say probably better than White Christmas. White Christmas, I think, might have some better components or storytelling, but there's just some uncomfortable aspects to it that draw me back a little bit. Um, but uh, I don't know, somewhere between a nine and a nine and a half out of ten. I'm not going to give anything a ten. Wow, seems seems a little premature just because we have so many left that like. I'm assuming there's one that I think I, I've seen, and I think I'll give it a higher than a nine or a nine and a half. But uh, okay, I, I can I can easily live with this this film, uh, and I call it a film, but it was a short story. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a fascinating tale. It was a fascinating view, and the the underlying questions. I'm feeling more uncomfortable about the underpinning questions when I break it down with you, but just watching it on right. its own, it's not its not as obnoxious as some of the other episodes that it's just in your face and you can't not think about whatever the discomfort question is. This one, I can right. just enjoy it as a, as a tale. So for that reason, I'm giving it that higher score and um, cool. I, I can live with that. How about you? Uh, okay, so I mean, I gave White Christmas a 10 out of 10. Okay. And yep. I, I think I stand by it. I uh, an argu- I don't like to go back on ratings. An argument <laughs> could be made that I should bump it down to like a 9.5. Um, sure. Because this is definitely, I definitely like this more. Um, and because before I said, you know what, there's nothing I would change about White Christmas. Sure. And that's probably true. Uh if I would change anything about White Christmas, I would just make it more like playtest. I don't know. I I <laughs> I loved this episode. I was riveted. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm ready to watch it again, actually, because I think maybe there's you know, I might be the type of thing that on a second viewing you catch more. Sure. Um, so good, such a good episode. Uh, it was and so funny that like you know had had I had I not been doing a movie podcast. Uh, <laughs> where I review things and I'm working through this series. Mm. And had I just, you know, blindly took the the advice of my friends, I would have probably, I, there's a chance I would have never watched this. Hmm. Uh, and that would have been a shame because, yeah, this is so far, this is the best Black Mirror episode we've had. So yeah. good. So good. And so I, 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I, I'm just floored by some people saying it's uncomfortable and just unenjoyable. Like it, to me, it's the best so far. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. So, I got a question for you. Yes? Would you watch this week? I'm mm-hmm. And I'm excited to ask you that because you have, you've given me high, like, <laughs> you know, you've, you've, you've made me intrigued with your... Okay. Your you you send me a thing. You're like, this would be oh. it's, it was like a guy who was like all intrigued and excited and like <laughs> you know, looking at his computer screen like, ooh. Uh <laughs> so for context, it was it was and you the were like GIF of it's like Antonio Banderas and he like looks at a computer screen and then like he leans back and like puts his hand on his mouth and is like relieved or intrigued or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you're like, this is going to be you during this different than a guy going, we watching. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, that's the sound effect I hear when I see that gif. Uh, so what'd you watch? (laughs) Okay. I'll get to that one in a second to just tantalize you and tease you. Oh my God. Um, so I watched two films this week. The first, okay. Three things, two films continued my trek 
with my wife on the rewatch of Lost, um, still on season mm-hmm. one. Okay. The first film I'll talk about is shout out to a friend of the show, Andrew, took his advice yep. and watched uh-huh. Woman Woman in the Window. Yep. Which and? uh so many actors in it. So many actors. Amy Adams, Julianne Moore, Gary Oldman, Anthony Mack. Is it Mackle or Mackie? Ma- uh from like Sam Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, Mackie. Mackie. And um also Wyatt Russell. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's the third thing I've ever seen him in. And it, it was a, a respectable role. He was kind of a peripheral character, but still um, respectable in this, respectable in Black Mirror. So it was really fun that like it aligned that I watched like 66% of his viewing of in, right. in my life has been in one week. And uh, cool. Yeah. Both are good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, 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 and no disrespect to Andrew, uh, yeah. but I don't care. What What is the... what? <laughs> What did you watch that you think I'm going to be blown away just, by? Just chill for a minute. Woman in the Window wasn't my favorite film. Um, I don't know enough about Hitchcock to get the subtle references that Andrew was talking right. about. That yeah, I would laid down. It would all but be it, lost on me. It would be lost on me. It was a well enough made film. It wasn't bad. It just for my taste and perceptions, um, it was it was okay. I would not need to view it again. But an interesting view, especially with the collaboration of characters. Right. The film that I watched. Oh, what and is it? I, actually, you know oh. what? We should just adjourn and we'll just continue next week. I think that sounds good. We've, yeah. we've come to a good spot here. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so then what I, I watched. watched. And it, listen, here's the thing. I, I've It's all about my judgment. Maybe you don't like this film at all and I've totally misread. But I watched the 2004 Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2. Ooh. It's and the best. It is it of of the Spider Man movies that have been released. It's the best Spider Man movie. I'm I'm here to say it is so good. I haven't watched it in years, and I'm it's perfect. I'm just, I'm just trying to convey to you and the listener how good I think this film is. And I will just say, nostalgia plays about ninety percent of that. I get it, but the sure. more I think about why I like it, I think there's merit to why I'm saying it. And I'm just going to limit it to two things. And I, I do want to tell you this. The one the one is just kind of silly, but we did just watch Batman and Robin, and it was so crappy that I think watching this in kind of sequence, it's like, okay, that was bad. This was good. They're both kind of comic book universe kind of things. And it's just interesting to see this type of film can be done well. Oh, yeah. But... It, unlike other comic book, comic book films, this, it just does such a good job with the depth of the characters. Like with Spider-Man, you get such like an inner conflict of why he's feeling a certain way and him choosing to feel different ways and the motivations behind it. And I think that depth I have not seen in other comic book, book films before. And so I get that it's not Shakespeare, it's still Spider-Man, but for the, what it is, it's just done so well. And you get it oh, yeah. in the villain, and you get such good acting by Tobey Maguire, and is, I think it's Nestor Molina, and just uh, J.K. Alfred. Simmons. It's Alfred so Molina. good. Alfred, Alfred Molina, sorry. And yeah. I have a hot take to say about this, and then I then I'll pass the baton to you. Um... So obviously I would score this film well and nostalgia plays a part in it. But I'm also going to say there's this there's a sequence in this film where there's a montage with 
Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man walking around with the raindrops keep falling on my head sequence. You're you're familiar with it, right? Yeah, yeah. He's quit. He's done. He's done being Spider-Man, and the 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 weight of that dual personality has been lifted. And <laughs> he's he, a new man. He's happier than a pig in mud. Um, that I love that montage so well, and that was feeding into again what I thought was done well about the film. That song, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, was written by, I'm Googling it, it's Burt Backrack and Hal David, and it was made specifically for a film in 1969, as you're probably aware, for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So that song was made for that movie, like specifically, like tailored like a suit. I'm here to say, I think it was a better fit and better used (laughs) and, and, and more... More was accomplished by its use in Spider-Man 2 than it was in the original film. And I I will probably anger like purist film pundits by saying that. Oh, but whatever. I will, screw them. Uh, screw them. Like it is so like it is in so incredibly well fit into that where that is in the movie, where that is in yeah. Peter Parker's okay. journey. Oh I mean, it is so good. Nobody nobody in Butch and the Sundance Kid, like <laughs> like flings a bicycle tire out of a window. And I feel like you know Yeah. It's just it's just better. It honestly is. To my credit, I've never seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I tried to once and I fell asleep. So I have only Googled like <laughs> I've only Googled the sequence where that song is in it and out of context it was like, wow, this sucks. So um, So yeah, I mean that whatever. in and of itself says it's you know, this is better. <laughs> oh Spider-Man 2. So, listen, I want to ask you what you watched this week. I want to say one more time how good Spider-Man 2 is. But before you say what you watched, just where are you on the spectrum of, like, are you pleased? Are you like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man 2 was good. It lived up to the hype of what I watched. Or are you disappointed that you you think Spider-Man 2 sucks? Uh, No, it's amazing. It's definitely not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, Um, okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. But uh yeah. It's no it's it's it, you know what? It's it, it's 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 good. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. I think you know, I think I was expecting like um I don't know, I was expecting like Star Wars or Back to the Future or or um, like Conjuring fo- like 1 through 12 or something. Yeah, yeah, right? Or like yeah, something super, you know, like oh, I I watched the Saw franchise. I'm like, holy shit, good for you, right. man! Like something, something um, I would never, something you think that I would have never liked. Yeah, or just something that's like so definitively Brady in it, or or like if you'd <laughs> right. watched Sound of Music or Mary Poppins, right. or, or something right. that's like you know, yeah. really yeah. just you know. But uh, you know, uh, so where like cats would have been a zero Mary Poppins sound of music Star Wars would have been a 10 I'd say mm-hmm. this is like a 7 it's like I a 7 can, yep. so, so it's I up there more like um, but the, the, um, no, there no, would no, have no, been no. bigger like, like oh attaboy moments cats would be negative 2 Paddington 1 would be 0 and then everything else you said was correct and actually Paddington 2 would have pissed me right off because <laughs> I would have been like we we had we had we have an we I thought we had an accord. We had an. Oh, we're gath. gonna watch this together. 
the, <laughs> oh yeah, Paddington Two. Listen, I'm I'm definitively right now. It has been over a year. Yep. Maybe it's maybe been like a year and a half since we've sat and watched a film together. Maybe t- like mm-hmm. close to two years actually yep. since yep. we've been in the same room watching a film together. The <laughs> first film that we watched together in person needs to be Paddington Two. <laughs> It's just too, I mean, at this point, this guy's too much riding on it. Uh, yeah. We'll talk. Because, I mean, there could okay. be something more profound about watching something that we know we like, like, say, Back to the Future or something. But sure. we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. I get what you're saying. What did you watch? Uh, I'm going to make this super, super quick. Yeah. Uh, I watched two films. Ant-Man and the Wasp ooh, and Captain Marvel, which means mm. this week at some point <laughs> Endgame is going to happen. And it's, oh, wow. it's, it's going to be glorious. I have not watched Endgame since, since I watched it in the theater. I don't think I've watched it. I think I watched Endgame twice, maybe three times in the theaters. Uh, oh, man. Whoa. But I haven't seen it out of the theater i don't think i haven't i haven't watched it since i've like there's been moments that i've watched Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. like on youtube and stuff i've been like "Ah, i'm just you know i'm really craving this 10 minutes of endgame and i would go watch the 10 minutes just like just like infinity war so spoiler alert for infinity war if somehow you live under a rock um (laughs) but like i've gone back and watched peter parker to the mr stark mr stark i don't want to go i don't want to you know like i've Mm. watched that yeah. Uh, outside of just watching Infinity War, because you're like, ah, I'm just yep. you know, I'm really, I'm really looking for some second most emotional, emotionally mm. convincing Spider-Man. Because Tom <laughs> Holland is the second most emotionally convincing Spider-Man, which is still respectable. Tobey Maguire is the third. Pardon me. He's the third. Go Pardon- watch. Go watch. You can look him up on YouTube. Go watch Andrew Garfield's reaction to when Uncle Ben dies. Mm -hmm. And go watch his reaction to in Spider-Man 2 when Gwen dies. Go watch those two. Those, if if you take those two, that total 120 seconds of footage someone that that should be submittable for an oscar it is those two moments are some of the best acting i've seen from anyone ever it's incredible i'm sure i'll be able to watch that and accept what you're saying intellectually but i will still not put him first but yeah emotionally you're yeah i know anyways uh wrap it up all right. Well, thank you for listening. Please check out our links below Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, wherever you're listening, please rate and review us positively. It helps the whole algorithm machine, uh, helps other people to find us, and that is good. Check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page. It's way for a way for you to help support the show, and it's a way for us to give you perks in return for supporting the show. Thank you so much for listening. That's the main thing. We 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 wouldn't be doing this uh, if it, if it weren't for you. We would. Uh, our Brady and I have a kind of a uh, restraining order uh, with each other that we've kind of put on the wayside just to do this podcast. So if it wasn't you, for you, the listener, we wouldn't be doing this. We have um, a lot on the line. We've <laughs> we're putting a lot on the line. I shouldn't have even mentioned it to be honest. Um, but 
we also like a like and a comment. So please like and comment and let us know what you thought of the episode. And until next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.